It's Friday, July tw- it it's Friday, July 14th and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy in Texas for the start of the second half. The Guardians and the Rangers about to get it on. Uh a, a lot of uh, anticipation. The Guardians 45 and 45. They've been off for a few days. Uh just what's the feeling uh, as you as you get out there for uh, what the second half has in store for the the club? Yeah, it's going to be interesting, Joe. I think they had an informal workout yesterday in Cleveland uh, before, um, you know, before they, um, you know, they took off for uh, for Dallas, for uh, Arlington, I should say. A lot of a lot of players that live down here, um, you know, and, and I think other players that went home just came to Texas. So I would imagine they'll be out a little bit early today, you know, shaking off the rust a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting series. They start off you know, playing a really good ball club. The Rangers are leading the uh, AL West, 52 and 39. Uh, they're struggling a little bit right now. They've they've lost seven of their last ten, but this is a loaded lineup that they're facing, Joe. What about the uh, the Rangers pitching staff and the uh, the rotation that the Guardians will face uh, coming out of the uh, out of the gate here? John Gray, uh, Andrew Haney, and Martin Perez. Uh, we'll we'll open it up for Texas. Uh, you know what what are the Guardians facing in in that pitching staff uh, that should give them uh, you know headaches? Well, you know Gray is uh, off to a decent start, six and five, three point two five ERA. He's the only right-hander that uh, the uh, Texas has thrown against. The right-handed starter, I should say, that Texas has thrown against them. The other two, uh, Haney and uh, and uh, Perez, are lefties. Uh, you know, but uh, they've had some success against Gray. They, I think they beat him. He faced him twice last year. They beat him once. Uh, you know, Haney and and Perez is ha- Haney's like five and six, four seven one. Perez is having a really good year, seven and three, four point eight seven. And uh, you know, they've uh, they've 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 kind of you know they faced both these guys are familiar with the Cleveland hitters and uh, vice versa. So it should be a good matchup. We saw uh, by watching the All-Star game, we saw plenty of uh, uh, um, Texas hitters out there. they pretty much their entire infield was was there at the uh, uh, at the All-Star game. Uh, who who scares you the most in in that lineup? Uh, who's the uh, the guy that the Guardians should keep an eye on the most? Well, Marcus Simeon uh, really he he like hit 478 against them last year, Joe, with four home runs, 14 RBIs. They could not get the guy out, but you know they're a loaded lineup. Uh, Araldus Garcia, you know he has 23 home runs, 75 RBIs at the break. Uh, you know Corey Seager's in that lineup. They are stacked, and uh, it's a that's a dangerous lineup to face, and it's going to be a challenge for. Uh, you know, not only the Guardian starters, but they're uh, relievers as well. They're going with, you know, Aaron Savali's, you know, opening the game tonight. Uh, then uh, then rookies, Gavin Williams and uh, Tanner Bybee. Uh, you mentioned uh, Adolis Garcia, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon. Those are the big names. Uh, Josh Young and uh, Jonah Heim also. Uh, those are all stars in there as well. Uh, you know, Heim behind the plate. Uh, Jung over at third, I, I think are uh, are both guys that you can't overlook because uh, they'll they'll turn a game around real quick on you as well. Sort of a a homecoming of sorts for uh, Emmanuel Classe, who uh, was uh, was in the Texas organization, uh, made his debut with the Rangers uh, before he was traded to Cleveland for Corey Kluber. 
just, uh, you know, what can we expect out of uh, Class A? Will Class A get an opportunity to pitch in this series? Yeah, interesting. I mean, he had three saves against them last year. So, you know, I know, you know, he knows them. Uh, they probably know him. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he starts the second half, Joe. You know, of course, he went home uh, to the Dominican. He didn't uh, appear in the All-Star game. Uh, his, uh, you know, wife is having a, a tough labor. So we have to find out how that's going, uh, you know, and uh, just uh, see how, you know, wh- where that stands. But, you know, he had, you know, he had a kind of a... <laughs> An up and down first half. I don't know if that's, but I, I don't know any other way to explain it. 25 saves, uh, seven blown saves. You know, when he was good, he was really good. And when he was bad, you know, things kind of blew up on him in a hurry. Yeah, we saw that on more than one occasion. Uh, hopefully uh, some some time away, some time to rest and and come back and get refocused will uh, will help uh, Emmanuel Classe uh, and and we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. The uh, the Guardians open uh, a half game uh, up on the Twins in the American League Central. Uh, the Twins have the pretty much the easiest uh, in terms of strength of schedule, uh, the easiest second half schedule of any team uh, in baseball. Uh, is is it going to be a, a dogfight? Uh, you know, nip and tuck the rest of the way out uh, with the uh, with the Twins pretty much uh, getting an opportunity to uh, you know play some of these uh, you know teams that don't have the best records uh, in, in the league uh, while the guardians still have some, some pretty tough opponents to face. Yeah, I think it's going to be, that's really, you know, you're probably going to be able to judge who's going to be in first place in the AL central by who the guardians and uh, uh, twins are playing, you know, that specific uh, on that specific date or those series. I mean, it's going to be, I think it's, you know, we, this is going to be, it was a roller coaster for most of the first half and uh, we're still going to enjoy the ride the, the second half, Joe. It's not going to end. Yeah, a couple of a uh, couple of good matchups still left with the Twins uh, later on this year, so uh, they'll have the opportunity to to face them uh, head on and 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 try and gain some ground or or put some separation uh, between the two teams. Uh, a couple opportunities later on this year. Uh, all right, so uh, big news yesterday was the release of the. Uh, 2024 schedule. So the 2023 season's still going on, but we're looking ahead to 2024. Uh, so I, you know, obviously, uh, uh, Tito and and everybody with the club, uh, you know, is is focused on this year, is focused on this season. But let's uh, let's disengage here for a minute. Let's uh, take a step back and look ahead at the uh, the, the 2024 season and and how it's going to open up and and what it entails. Uh, with this schedule and and just some of the highlights from uh, what was released yesterday. We don't have specific times for the games, but we know the dates and we know the opponents and in what order and and where and when. So uh, let's uh, let's go through that a little bit. Uh, The biggest thing, I think, uh, and, and, you know, stop me if you didn't think this as well. uh, They opened the season with a 10 game road trip Uh, this year. They they started the year off, uh, what, seven games on the road in Oakland and Seattle uh, before the, the home opener. Well, this year they add a stop in Minnesota on the way home from from that. Same two teams in, in reverse order. Uh, they start in Oakland uh, and they uh, then they go to Seattle. But then on the way home from, from those games, they, <laughs> they got to stop in Minnesota and open up Minnesota's home schedule. What did you think of the idea of uh, a 10-game road trip to start the year? Yeah, Joe, that, that reminds me of the old days, like, uh, you know, when uh, the teams would, like, the Indians and the Giants 
would barnstorm after a spring training and barnstorm mm-hmm. all the way back to uh, Cleveland. You know, a ten game ro- a road trip to start the season. I I, have, I I can't remember the last time they did that. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, seven games this this season with against Oakland and Seattle. Um, and then you throw on, uh, you know, the Twins as well. So it's an interesting, uh, interesting trip. It'll keep them in the warm weather at least for for at least a week of that, you know, on the West Coast. Uh, and um, but that that's a tough, uh, that's a tough, you know, I think that's a tough challenge right out of the box. You know, you've been in spring training for seven, six, seven weeks. All of a sudden, you're on the road again. You know, these guys are going to be anxious to get home to get settled. So. You know, I think I don't know if this was, you know, kind of, you know, you know, uh, out of fear of bad weather in Cleveland, but it's it'll it'll be a challenge for sure. Yeah. You know, you at least know that you're going to get those games in there. There probably won't be uh, rain delays or weather delays uh, with uh, with the games in Oakland and and Seattle. Obviously, Seattle's got the the roof that they can close. Uh, Minnesota might be a little more hairy when you get towards. uh, uh, you know, the, the Northeast there, or I'm, I'm in the Midwest there, um, you know, flying back, but, uh, the chances that they can actually get those games in and get them played first early in the schedule. And you don't, you know, you're already out there with spring training. You, you don't want to make four or five trips out West in a season. So starting the year off, you're already out in that direction and, and just going up the coast to, to, to get that, that first road trip out of the way. I think it's a great idea. Uh, I don't particularly mind being the last team in baseball to have their home opener, uh, uh, especially when, you know, there's a chance that it could be, you know, maybe decent weather back here. Maybe maybe we get a 50 degree day in Cleveland in April uh, and, and, and have the opener uh, and everybody's happy. So, uh, yeah, the, you increase your chances of, of not having a rain out for the home opener, which nobody wants to see. Uh, and, and so you sacrifice a little bit by, by keeping the guys out on the road for an extra week and a half. Uh, I guess the, uh, the ones that impacts the most are the sports writers covering the, uh, the, the games, right? Uh, uh, long, long time out there, uh, with, uh, with no break in between to come home for, for any of it. So, uh, you got to keep an eye on that, Hoinsey. Yeah, definitely. What and what April eighth is the home opener? Is that the uh, winter solstice or the summer solstice? There's well, something. I was I was going to get into that. Yeah, it's the it's a it's a it, the total eclipse of the uh, of the sun there. And it's the, the Cleveland is going to be in the totality, which is like uh, the the way the path of the 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 eclipse moves across the uh, across North America. Uh, Cleveland is like prime viewing area for this. So people have been like booking hotel rooms in Cleveland for ever since the last solar eclipse. Uh, a couple of years back because they knew that this time it was going to be like the perfect spot for it. Uh, the, the weird thing is I, I think the last uh, two or three, uh, the last several home openers that haven't been impacted by a pandemic or uh, uh, a work stoppage or anything like that, uh, they've all been taking place at four o'clock. The, the, the home, the home pit uh, first pitch for the home opener is four o'clock. Uh, the, the pregame ceremonies are definitely going to be impacted by this, this, um, <laughs> uh eclipse because it's going to be completely dark outside for a good four to five minutes uh right in the middle of pregame ceremonies at like 315 yeah, let's hope the uh, guardians pay their electric bills and they can keep the lights on yeah that's uh you know certainly something to, to keep an eye on uh you know hammy doing the introductions where he introduces 
uh, pretty much everybody on the staff, including the uh, the security guards and the uh, uh, the window washers. I think uh, uh, you know you got to keep an eye on all of that uh, as it's going forward. With uh, the lights will be going off, but basically everybody will be uh, staring up at the sky the entire time while while Hammy's reading his intros. He might have to get one of those old time mic, uh, you know, megaphones, Joe, like they used to do it when there's no elect, when well, the microphones didn't work or there was no electricity or whatever. Yeah, like at the old ballparks in the turn of the century. Like a yard barker, yeah, that'd be something yeah, uh, yeah. interesting. Uh, I, I don't know what what happens dur- during a solar eclipse. Uh, you know, the dogs and cats start going crazy. Uh, you know, do eggs stand on their end? What, what's the uh, the I mean, what are we even looking for? Uh, is the ball going to fly differently uh, out of the ballpark? It, uh, all these questions that I have about what, what takes place during a solar eclipse. But, but basically, it's the uh, the moon moving between the Earth and the sun. So uh, it's going to get real dark for uh, for a good four minutes. And you can't look at it, right? Or you'll go blind or something like that? Is that what the, or is that an old wives tale? Well, there, there are ways to look at it, uh, through shadows. And I, I think, uh, the last time they had one here, um, uh, you could see it almost completely in Cleveland. Uh, we, we made these reflectors out of like cereal boxes and we could stare <laughs> at it through, we could look at it through that. I have pictures of, uh, my kid and all the neighbor kids just standing out on the sidewalk looking into cereal boxes on the sidewalk. So, uh, you know, maybe we can pass something like that around in the press box and, and, uh, and not miss out on anything. I just, I think it's really going to mess with, uh, uh, you know, the, just the natural order of things during, uh, during a home opener, home opener is a crazy day in, in and of itself. You know, we're, we're running all over the place doing all sorts of things, uh, to add this in is going to make it just even weirder. Um, but the, the rest of the schedule, obviously, uh, the, the, the teams that are coming in, uh, that the Guardians will be taking on uh, in, in terms of interleague play is always very interesting to see uh, when you get the uh, the schedule re- released like this. Uh, we get the Washington Nationals, the uh, San Diego Padres, the the uh, San Francisco Giants. Uh, a couple of those teams have been in uh, within the last couple of years, but uh, still, you know, it, it's it's different to see. It's it's good to see uh, some of these different teams come in every so often. Yeah, definitely, Joe. And, uh, you know, the Mets are coming in, right? When are the Mets mm-hmm. coming? May 20th to the 22nd. Francisco Lindor, uh, maybe if he's still around, Carlos Carrasco will be with him. Uh, it'll be the first chance to see the two of them uh, since uh, they were traded away after the 2020 season. Yeah, that'll be cool. I, I was reading some tweets that people were going to, you know, that uh, that Lindor burned off every bridge he had uh, <laughs> when leaving Cleveland. I didn't think he left. I thought he left on pretty good terms. You know, he just, he wanted more money than they wanted to give him. And I didn't think he like ripped Cleveland or anything. So it's yeah. going to be interesting to see, how, to see how the fans react to him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. I, I know there, there are still plenty of uh, guys in the clubhouse. I, I can think of one in particular, Scotty. Uh, who, uh, you know, will definitely be looking forward to him, uh, you know, coming back and, and just uh, all, all that surrounds that. Uh, but, you know, I, there was a time right after uh, he, he left that, uh, you know, came out with the story where he he told the, the, the media in New York that he, he wanted to be called Francisco Lindor and not Frankie and that he didn't like when uh, the reporters and, and folks around Cleveland called him, referred to him as Frankie Lindor. Uh, you know, that was that uh, kind of struck me as a little weird because we never heard that from from him when he was here. So, 
does that mean there's going to be a, a bad reception for him? I don't think so. I, I think the fans, uh, uh, they'll play a video tribute to him. They'll, uh, you know, they'll recognize him. Maybe he'll stick his head out of the dugout or something. Uh, I think all, all will be forgiven and, and forgotten. And, and it's not that there's anything to forgive, I don't think. But uh, he, he gave the, the Guardians and, and their fans a, a lot of good memories. So uh, we'll try to focus on that. And I'm sure we will uh, when, when Lindor comes back to town uh, next season with the Mets. All right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was a better player in Cleveland than he has been in New York. Yeah. Well, I, maybe. Maybe he'll, uh, you know, look up at that video tribute that they're they're sure to play, and and remember, you know, just how just how good he was here and how good he had it here, uh, before all the headaches uh, with the Mets and and everything out there, uh, in New York. Uh, we also, uh, you know, we hopefully will get to see, um, you know, a, a, a young player like Corbin Carroll with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, he was exciting to watch when they went out there and played them uh, in Arizona this year. Uh, just getting a, a guy like him to to be in town will be nice. Uh, and obviously with the the Padres, they'll be bringing uh, Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, and uh, you know the just the talent that they have uh, on their roster as well. So uh, I, I do love the the balanced schedule. Uh, when when the schedule announcement uh, came out, just to to look and see when and where and and some of the weekend series that they'll be getting uh, with some of these big teams uh, will be will be a lot of fun. But if you look, the, the schedule makers did them no favors in the month of September. Uh, pretty brutal uh, final month of the season uh, that opens with a nine-game road trip to Kansas City, uh, the Dodgers, and the White Sox. Wow. And then and then you've got to play Tampa and Minnesota back-to-back. Uh, you go to, go to St. Louis for three, and then you finish with five games, two against Cincinnati, and three against Houston. So... The uh, the opposition will be formidable in the month of September. Uh, if the Guardians are going to win uh, a, a division championship, uh, they're going to have to earn it uh, in the in that final month. Yeah, that's for sure, Joe. Definitely, that's a that's a tough that's a tough uh, last last month of the season. And then to finish, you know, against Houston, you know, if Houston is still, you know, depending where they are uh, on, you know, if they're still the Houston that that we remember or you know, they've kind of struggled a little bit this year, but they're still in the race. So, yeah, that's a, that's a tough way to end it. So they better be they better have a safe lead going into September. Yeah, Houston's still going to be Houston. I'm <laughs> I, I can, I'm also worried about uh, Cincinnati. We haven't seen Cincinnati yet this year, uh, but uh, Ellie De La Cruz has has transformed the, the culture of that club. And 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 they can uh, they'll also be a, a, a tough opponent uh, at, at, at the end of the year as well. OK, that's twenty twenty four. That's a way, a way, way, way off in the future. Uh, we've got what, uh, you know, 72 more games here uh, to, to get through uh, with this Guardians club and, uh, you know, the, the chase for a division title and a spot in the playoffs. Uh, Hoinsey, it all starts tonight uh, down in Texas and, and you'll be bringing us uh, every bit of it. Uh, we'll talk to you again uh, next week. I'll be uh, I'll be on vacation. I, uh, I'm not sure somebody will be filling in on the podcast for me. Uh, with you, uh, but we'll uh, we'll check in again with you next week uh, here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe. 